Good evening, everyone. Hey-o. Welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. Uh, good evening. Uh, we've had a couple of false starts here. Again, probably due to the uh, the mind mind melting nature of tonight's film. We're insane right now. An appointment with fear. It made us crazy. <laughs> this movie definitely made me crazy. I felt like the government was sticking probes into my mind, like MK Ultra had fed me uh, big doses of LSD. And this movie makes no sense. No, I felt like I was losing my mind, and like I like I couldn't pay attention because I was watching something and I'd be like, wait a minute. Wasn't she just driving the car? It, Whose oh, car wait, is this? Whose what is, is this? What is going... Uh, where are we? <laughs> what? <laughs> there is... This movie deserves credit. If if you are a bad movie person, if you're somebody who like goes out of your way to find The Room or find Troll 2 or anything like I that, am. <laughs> this movie, it is shocking that this isn't talked about in the same breath as Troll 2. I agree. And this is... Even more confusing than any of those movies, it goes out on as many limbs, it has absolutely bonker dues characters and choices, some that almost feel like they should have been in a comedy, but they are not played for comedy, they do not make sense, it's beautiful. And uh, like you said though, we're, we are here to spread the word of this movie yeah. and <laughs> yes. get this a recognition it deserves because it deserves a Blu-ray it release. is out there, it it is, is. there is no foo-foo Blu-ray re- release for this. I would buy that in a heartbeat because, especially if they had commentaries, like, I want to know what the hell happened here. Because yeah. this is not a normal movie by any means. And it's it's sad because this has never even been released on DVD in the States. Like, this is came out on VHS, was largely ignored, and uh, it's just vanished into yeah. the ether of time. Dum-dums like us talking on podcasts engage in a lot of hyperbole about things like this, saying, this is the weirdest fill-in-the-blank I've ever seen. Yeah. This is definitely in the top five weirdest movies I have ever seen. Agreed. Ever. Yeah. It is Hands so down. bizarre. And uh, But it is surprisingly watchable. I, I enjoy <laughs> watching this movie. It is so broken, and there are things that make so no sense, but like never am I bored by it, I, I should say. It never <laughs> bores me. Okay, I don't mean to peer into your brain and, you know, pull, pull apart your your here. psyche here, but I'm going to guess that it's all the boobs. There, there's barely any, though. There's one girl. That two. No, they kind of fail on that, on, sure. on Warheaves there. Yeah, I guess you're right. Either way. Yeah, yeah that's another inexplicable thing. They had Deborah Warheaves come and do a skinny dipping scene, but she refused to do nudity. So it's just like, what are you doing? Did I imagine nudity? There's side boob. I must like, have. There's side boob, yeah. But like, they set it up for like a soft core swim yeah, yeah. scene, and she was like, "No, I don't want to do nudity in this," despite no, the fact weird. that she just did all the nudity in, in well, Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, probably you know, that's why she didn't want. Probably to do didn't it. want to. Yeah, she's like, "That sucked the last time." Yeah, yeah. But like, why are you even doing a skinny dipping scene with somebody that's refusing to do nudity? Like, exactly. Do and something it else. doesn't even make sense to the yeah. like that whole scene could have. I mean, I Who think is she? as we have, <laughs> again, there, there's that problem. But I mean, as we've seen in the past, there's a tendency to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no nudity. We won't do it. No, you know, thing, the creepo yep. fucking like directors like, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, hey, uh, so, hey, there was a script change this morning. Uh, there's now a uh, skinny dipping scene. Yeah, of course, we're not going to show it, but it's really like getting in the way of our process to have you have a shirt on. So, like, can you fix that? 
It's just not working with the lighting. <laughs> it's like reflecting off yeah, the, right? the mores <laughs> or uh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, now my pants are chafing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, anyway, let's talk about this. I, I do apologize if this is fractured because it is like one of the most fractured films I've ever seen. In and my I life. do not apologize. Okay. Uh, but, but I do, even if this, sum, this summary doesn't really do it justice to make you want to see it, <laughs> go see it. It's, it's free, on, it. it's it's free, free on, YouTube. on YouTube. Hit it up. Yeah. Hit it up. There's okay. no excuse not to watch this shit. Exactly. Uh, and of course, it's directed by our favorite director, one Alan Smithy. Yeah. Very excited to see him. He's done a lot of cool things. <laughs> hey, he did that work. movie Student Bodies. That's some funny shit. I did see Student Bodies. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, uh, so we <laughs> we get this thing. The movie starts off, and we're introduced to uh, what is his name? I want to call him Kolchak. Kowalski. Kowalski. Uh, to Kowalski, who's our our not the Kowalski from Vanishing Point. No, he's he's a <laughs> he's a down on his luck Columbo esque cop who's just a total mess, and his. He's just totally disheveled. He's got a hat that looks like he pulled it out of a dumpster. He looks yeah. more like a hobo from a 30s movie than he looks like a cop. And he's an old-fashioned man living in a modern world. Sure, but like he apparently he's done a bunch of stuff that has like sent him down the rungs of the police force. He got too involved. I mean, except for the fact that he's like caught this really important serial killer and that was like the last thing that he did and like, I don't know, whatever. doesn't matter. It's a bad movie. Um, (laughs) But he's, so he sits in his car and he has this thing. He has a character tick. I love it. (laughs) It's comedy gold. So instead of doing something that like a human being would do (laughs) that would like make sense that you could relate to a comedic moment. His tick is that he just always throws his cigarette onto the seat of his car. <laughs> oh, and it's going to pay off later. It actually does have a great payoff. Doesn't have, but I love the payoff for this bit. Sure, but again, it, it only works as a payoff if a, nor- if a human being would ever do this ever <laughs> in any situation. But he literally, just when he finishes, he finishes smoking a cigarette, he'll be like 10 feet away from his car. He'll walk up to his car and throw it on the seat. And then, and then two minutes later, he'll be like, oh shit, oh, 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 and it always surprises him. It always shocks him it. that his car is on fire when it. he throws I love this movie. I'm fucking crying right now. Uh, I'm literally so crying. There it is. And so you're like, okay, well, that's a that's a weird little little tick that he's got. So he uh, he goes over. He walks past the station wagon and uh, puts a tracking device in the wheel well. Real, real smooth like. Yeah. And we see across the street, there's a creepy guy petting a cat in a van. Yeah. Okay, from what we know later, (laughs) this is the astral projection (laughs) of a killer (laughs) driving this van. (laughs) This cat... Is the cat an astral projection? (laughs) Is the cat... (laughs) Is the van an astral projection? (laughs) We don't know if he... They even bring up the question if the van is real or fantasy. So... (laughs) We don't know. We don't know. Uh, we find out later that he is the king of the forest. Yeah. <laughs> this movie well, real- he's got to kill his baby or he won't be, though, right? <laughs> yes. This movie is needs- already he- breaking me and we're like minutes <laughs> into it and I'm already incapable of 
holding it back. So okay. We don't we don't know he's Taking an astral projection yet, but we don't. But later on, it's important out. to know because he's petting a fucking cat, and yeah. this cat never comes back, and it has no purpose. Nope. Enjoy the cat now on its seven seconds of screen time because you'll a very never cute see cat. It. You know what I mean? I'm so glad the cat just disappeared, and we don't get a cat death. So many horror I, movies are just like, hey, here's a cat. I'm going to kill it for you. For but no nobody reason. wants that. Nobody wants it. And this movie's like, yeah, you don't want that. Here's a cute cat. Enjoy. There you go. All right, moving on. And then we see this like uh, this this woman who looks kind of like a female Lou Diamond Phillips, like a hot Lou Diamond Phillips lady. And she leaves her house holding a baby. She gets into a car, the car that he put the tracer on. Is that, is that a pickup line? Hey, baby, you look like a, you look like a hot Lou Diamond Phillips. I've used it many times. <laughs> But only on Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> it's never worked. Because that implies... Lou has standards. That implies that Lou was not hot the rest of the time, which is absolutely a lie. Yeah. Everybody knows that Lou is always hot. Even to to this very day. He's got to be in his 60s. Yeah. The dude is fucking... He's America's I, favorite Mexican. <laughs> from the Philippines. <laughs> yes, exactly. That one's from my buddy Gabe. <laughs> it's so weird. The 90s were such a fucking lawless time for casting people outside their ethnic groups. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, uh, okay. She gets into this car. She has a baby. Cigarette guy drops the cigarette in his car because that's what he does. <laughs> he nearly sets his car on fire, but he puts it out with a cup of coffee. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, and we find out. Okay. So, there's this classic... 80s trope of the bag lady the like new york woman pushing a shopping cart and she's in the middle of this la freeway or something and he almost murders her yep like he's straight up like oh yeah like well, he, he does doing not a high speed care. chase yes uh he's got to catch his boogeyman he's got to catch this astral he's, projecting he's, boogeyman he's like loomis determined oh he is absolutely yeah. he's got he's got a loomis thing going um and so He's seen hitting this poor woman with his car by a cop. The yep. cop pulls him over, and in typical Columbo fashion, they will refuse to believe that he's a cop because he looks so <laughs> shitty. They're like, oh, you're so so disheveled that there's no way in hell you're a real police officer. He pats him down. The thing is, the guy knows him even, as it turns out later. We find out later that the guy knows Kowalski, so oh, really? it's, even, it's even stranger. But, okay, he doesn't believe that he's a sergeant. He, fricks, he frisks him, has to apologize to him, and then the sergeant calls him a dork. <laughs> Which is why so good. Um, okay, so we <laughs> all these scenes don't fit together at all. Nothing does. Uh, so we cut That's to the beauty a, of it. We cut to a birthday party. It's a, it's a birthday party. It's a, it's a new age dance session I, birthday party for an are, octogenarian. Yep, they are. This is the entertainment. Face for, paint, bongos, uh, worshiping the sun, uh, noodle dancing. She's, and for, she's for an eighty-year-old's birthday. Get out of a jar. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> she's doing. Happy a birthday, Grandpa! I'm a mime. And she's she's got face paint so that she looks exactly like uh, Commander USA. Yeah. Oh, she so, also looks like. Uh, I guess Blade Runner vibe. Sure, sure. She's got the uh, the. It, she basically has blue eye eye makeup Dude, she right must across go her. Through like a Oof. thing of eyeshadow per application. Yeah, she is like expensive. She's like one quarter of a blue man group. Yeah, face right. <laughs> worth of blue makeup on her face. And she just does this up when there's like nothing even going on. Like I, that she's was... at that house later on, and she's just like, oh, I gotta better put on eight pounds of makeup right now for. <laughs> to hold this baby in this room upstairs by myself. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud and no one will believe me when I say it, but 
was she doing this to prepare for the dance troupe to show up while they were waiting for the serial killer? Uh, was that dance troupe even really <laughs> were they real? There? Did he me- did he <laughs> ask to project himself up a dance troupe? Everyone saw does it. Does that statement even make sense? Uh, does... Yeah, everybody saw it. Yeah, but they saw him too. Oh. So why wouldn't it be fake? Like they disappeared. I, you got they me. vanished after after the dude blew up into a pile of leaves which is a very rational that is a thing. thing that happened in this movie too well he is the king of the forest so oh, of course he's made did, of leaves oh that totally makes sense then yeah of course we're ridiculing this for nothing no, for nothing this movie is gold <laughs> okay so birthday party there's a woman sitting across the okay you summed it up best when you said that maybe the director thought he was making a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> before Wes Anderson. Before Wes Anderson This existed. is Wes Anderson before Wes Anderson. But the the character trait of our, the character quirk, let's say. Of Carol. Of Carol. Our, of Carol. Our main character is that she has a parabolic microphone, which is essentially one of those big shotgun satellite, mics on a big satellite dish got a big satellite she can dish hear on things it. from far away and she can hear things from far away and she records them onto a boom box and this is a thing that she does as her weird art project like hobby she's who knows? always doing it but the more the even more wes anderson-y part is she also drives a pickup truck and she has a friend who is a homeless she has a homeless man person. sleeping in the back and the explanation that she gives is he's got to live somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) Which is like the same explanation as like, hey, I noticed you have a raccoon living in your abdominal cavity. He's (laughs) got to live somewhere. somewhere. You know, and it makes about as much sense. Yeah. But she just just bosses this weird, this nice homeless man around. Yep. Well, I mean, he's not homeless. He lives in her truck. Oh yes, he's not unhoused. He's he's trucked. He's he's literally a he he's a truck, truck man. Yes, he's a truck bed man, <laughs> is what is what he is. So okay, it's such a sick Mazda pickup truck. It is a really cool pickup. It's a bright red Mazda pickup. It's back when like, trucks didn't need to be the an inch so off gigantic. the ground, absolute yeah. inch off the ground. Um, so you can't buy small trucks anymore. You can't. It's a damn shame. Those uh, oh man yeah. Ridiculous. The 80s were great for those. <laughs> anyway, okay, so everything here is so ADR'd. Like, there's weird, and there's, like, layers of ADR. Like, they've recorded it in one studio, and there's one layer of ADR where you can see everything's dubbed. For, for this first chunk of movie, everything's dubbed. Yeah, and yeah. then there are moments where they ADR, and it's literally different actors playing the voices of the people they're supposed to be playing. Because the woman who is the the woman who's about to get stabbed has two different voices at two different times. <laughs> I did not notice when this. her back is turned, they overdub her with someone else's <laughs> female voice. Do you think it's just complete ineptitude in the direction department where where like they just miss shots, they miss things they yes. needed, they missed every Absolutely. Like, yep. Absolutely. I because think this just is somebody... a, this is a Smithy picture and I'm not sure exactly what happened again. Like I said, there is no there's not a lot of info on this movie you can find out there. It's no. It's just kind of like it's, a and thing it, that again, happened and nobody talks about it anymore. And uh, so that's why I would love to see a nice Blu-ray with commentary I, and some kind of info. But like, don't know I how think, this movie has escaped national attention yeah. for being as just bonker dues as it is. It could be the subject of a documentary, though. It, the best worst movie, too. Yeah, like, yeah. I would, I would watch the hell out of that. Same. Oh, my God. Okay, so... Here we go. 
poorly ADR'd line where an old woman tells her husband to shut up and watch the girl. We pan over. We see a woman surrounded by balloons. She's doing performance <laughs> art. She's pretending to get out of a jar. And then we cut back to the parabolic mic woman. She's just, we find out that she's just a peeping Tom, essentially, with audio. Essentially, yeah. Uh, a woman with, the, the woman with the baby that has been being followed by the cop from earlier approaches a house and tucks her child, tucks this baby, into a shrub two feet from her. Yeah. Like, the shrub is right next to the stairs, then she sits down on the stairs. Um, the creepy cat guy from the van comes out, and in the worst acted ADR I've literally ever heard in my life. This is the worst acting I've ever heard in my life. No, you won't take my baby. And they, they use the audio twice because they actually play back the recording. No, the baby needs to stay alive. You will not take the baby. <laughs> it legit sounds like that. So, wow. Wowie, wow. Wow, wow, wow. It's like, can we have a second take? No. 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 And it's ADR. It's not even yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. on film. It's exactly. Like they were in the booth. You knew this was going to be bad. I'm tired. <laughs> so it's fine. Okay parabolic mic lady has switched over to this scenario where she's now listening to she's hearing the, the baby thing this this baby conversation uh and she's she's just sitting there on the on the porch like absolutely nothing's wrong and gets stabbed makes no face she gets stabbed no. in the side okay, yeah she, the creep guy just comes over not. sits next to her and right. just goes boop <laughs> and she's like yep Yep, that's gonna Guess happen. I got stabbed. I sure did. God, and he sucks. walks away, and she continues to sit there. Doesn't make a noise. Doesn't, doesn't move. Move. Doesn't call for help. She looks like she's waiting for them to start filming. Yes, <laughs> is what she looks like. I don't think she knows that the camera's on. She's and wondering when Carol, the actress, real. is gonna show up. She's exactly. <laughs> and so she just sits there, and then the woman who is listening, she knows that this murder just took place, right? She has to. I guess she heard it. But I guess she, she didn't care. She heard the silent stab. I guess maybe. I guess since she didn't scream, she didn't yeah, pick anything she, up. Uh, so, but the performance artist across the street, she saw what went down, and she's like, "Oh my god, are you okay? They can't take my baby. You need to save my baby. Here is my baby. It was right next to me the whole time, <laughs> and hands the baby to her. And how in the world?" Did this dude, who is after the baby, <laughs> and he's magic, not see the baby around? It's there. worse. He never even asked where the baby was. Like, yep. where is it? Like, no. Nope. She probably would have been like, oh, there, over there. It's right there. <laughs> uh, okay, but my favorite part of this is that. So okay, so this new woman comes over. This was my. Uh, I had. I think once we got through the movie, I understood that this was not a psychic phenomenon. But when I watched the movie. When I first saw this scene, I assumed that the performance art woman was psychic because they overdub her and her mouth doesn't move. She's like, oh, hi, can I help you or whatever? And her mouth is completely not moving at all. So I thought she was talking to her oh. with her mind because there's all this psychic shit going on. And you're like, no, on. it's just broken. Nope, just bad, bad <laughs> filmmaking. And that was what happened. So she was like, is there anything I can do to help you? And... Uh, she gets the baby, and I guess the woman dies from the stab to the side? Sure. It's 
we think it's completely bloodless until later on when we find out that there's a tiny bit of blood. <laughs> so she bleeds uh, very, very slowly. She does. Uh, she doesn't drink enough water. <laughs> um, so performance art lady inherits a baby now. So she's now yeah. got a baby. Neat. Gonna take that to the police? No. Nope. I'm gonna take it home and keep it like I fucking found a stray puppy dog. Okay. Uh, well, I hope you're gonna go get some uh, some food for that baby. Nope. Some diapers? No. Would you like to do anything? No, I'm gonna oh. sit here and look at this creepy ass painting by myself. Okay. Cool. So you're just not, not gonna feed that baby for 48 Fuck full that. hours? I'm okay. Bring cool. It to a party. Cool. Cool. <laughs> bring the baby to the party. Uh. All right. My Great. friend said I could keep it. <laughs> That's right. Later on, she's like, can we keep, can we the keep this? <laughs> <laughs> it's too good. It's too good. Uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the baby. She gets into her friend's truck and she's, I'm like reading my notes verbatim because I, <laughs> I'm seriously going to fuck this up. Uh, okay. She's immediately followed by the creepy cat guy. I call him the creepy cat guy because we saw him with a cat. He'll never have a cat again. I don't even know his name. Nobody does. Uh, her friend says, you see that van try to run over that old man? Yeah. He's right behind us. And she is so chipper and so cheerful. She's like, did you see that happen? Yeah. Oh, well, he's right behind us. So the two of them, she gets picked up by this woman in, in her truck. And she's got the baby and she's like, so now the parabolic Mike lady and, and the girl with the baby are together, the girl right? with the baby are now together. Okay. This is important because I've got questions uh, regarding this later on. Absolutely. They, they bungle everything right. again. So they're together and they, they drive off and she's like, you know, that van where the guy killed a person and they're looking for the baby and we saw him try to run somebody <laughs> over. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That was funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, he's right behind us. Oh, <laughs> well, he'll never catch me. Cut to <laughs> them pulling up to the house. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happens. They just like scene missing where you do not so, see for, them. I wonder if they tried to do a car chase or, or fucked it up. Like they were just like, oh, crap. Uh, this looks like this is awful. This doesn't work. There's no way it uh, cut could to Heather's house. Boop. It couldn't possibly look worse than anything else in this movie. There's no way. There's no way. But they do a lot of road scenes too. You'd think yeah. they would get it right. Uh, they cut because a motorcycle chase later on is decent. Until they get to the, yeah, we'll get to it. Well, they're trying to do the thing where the train cuts them off, but then they can't shoot it right, and they don't know how to edit it. So instead, <laughs> they just have him stop there for no <laughs> the reason, and then the wigwag falls down, and it. <laughs> cuts his truck in half it total ah. the little wooden beam totals his truck no it was a car or, yeah totals it his made car the, it made the hood pop up and the engine explode i guess <laughs> don't worry it'll explode again later um okay yes, so it will. everyone's all smiles about this whole thing they've eluded this murderer and then they pull up and they're like okay i'll see you later Bye. have fun with your stolen baby okay cool the, and the they, baby I'm going to forget about later on. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Where is that baby? Yeah. We oh, don't no, know. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, we'll get to it. Oh, th there's two moments. But I mean, when she's hanging out with her parents, there's no baby there. And then she has it in her arms yep. next scene. But whatever. Uh, okay. So they say their goodbyes. Like nothing happened. Everyone's smiley. Van drives by. She's, the van sees her going into this house. 
She sees the van. She knows the van is looking for the baby and has murdered people. She's like, huh, look at van. Goes in the house. Everything's fine. Yep. The van doesn't stop. Nothing. None of this. He's got to get back to the hospital with that thing, I guess. I guess. <laughs> so he's got to return the van to the motor pool. To, at to the, the astral at the, projectile <laughs> car rentals place. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. Cut to the police in front of the murder scene. Kowalski's being berated for being a slob, and he's not on this case. Plus, he's on thin ice. <laughs> he's probably a loose cannon. He's probably going to have to turn in his badge and gun. All that stuff. The, the things that you say to, you know, loose cannon cops. Okay, the police know about the missing baby. That's the only important And we also we here. also, though, learn that Kowalski is hunting this killer yes. that he apparently already put away and is in yes. the insane asylum. Correct. And uh, now, and we get uh, yet another scene that's just so amazing. We see the porch, and then the music gives us a sting when we see the blood of the woman we already knew was dead. Yes. It's... It's like, Shocker. Guys, We, you already told us she was dead. Why are you trying to tell me that there's a surprise that there's blood there? We saw her get stabbed. The surprise is we found the blood. Oh, there, there it is. The surprise is that we could afford that much yeah. fake blood, which is like a shot glass full of it, is how much there was on My the My cousin stairs. Barry said he knew how to make it, and he was right. He was right. Buy strawberry quick. Um, so, uh, Carol... The lady with the giant listening device. That's Carol, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, she stops by a local house to spy on two people playing strip poker. It's her friend. Uh, I forgot naked her name. Naked cowboy well, and naked lady cowboy. The cowboy's name is Cowboy. Sure it is. Of course no, it, it is. is. Of course it is. Uh, okay, so... And I just forgot his girlfriend's name. And she gets stopped by a creepy old guy named Norman and is told not to go to the... Don't go to the... Norman's her truck bum. Well, yes. We don't know that yet. Oh, gotcha. We don't know that... I I knew it. (laughs) You've seen the movie already. (laughs) Uh, But the... uh, Yes. The truck bum says, hey, (laughs) don't go to the party because it turns out that Norman is an avatar of God. Yes. And if you recognize Norman, uh, he was in the dark backward for a couple seconds, uh, introducing Marty Malt in the beginning and the end. Yep. Um, Great movie, that dark backward. It is. So he he doesn't know why he knows to tell her that. Yeah, he says, don't go to the party. Why? I don't know. I just know to tell you that. Yep, exactly. And then he goes back to sleep in the back of his oh, of the she truck. She orders him to. She's like, go he, back to like sleep. She just like cuts him off. She's like, Norman, are you tired? He's like, yes, ma'am. Go to sleep. Yes, ma'am. Then he just crawls into the back of his, her truck and lays down and goes to sleep. One punch up for this movie. Yeah. Norman is a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> That's my one punch up for this movie. <laughs> it would not seem that out of place with everything else going on in this thing. It's literally yeah. because his role is and literally he's in to, a truck bed. So he, he could just pop up like a, like a, yeah. He is being treated as Love though it. he is a puppet that is being operated because he's always in a truck bed. Yeah. And he only shows up to be like, he's like, uh, uh, Sarait in the box. Yeah, Sarait. Like, he's like that. It's like just sort of like a fucking puppet that talks to her occasionally. It's like, okay. All right, yeah. go back. Like uh, in the Hollisters when Odorous Urungus lived in the closet. It's that kind of thing. It's like, what the fuck? What are yep. you doing? Uh, anyway, okay. So, uh, we get boobs for a second. Yeah, yeah we get our non nudity. This is where the car switches, too. 
She drives off in her red truck. Well, no, we get uh, we get the cowboy lady's girlfriend's boobs for a minute. Oh yeah, that's so true. Oh yeah, that's poker. I'm, I'm jumping forward. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We do. So we get that, uh, and uh, so she stops listening to them because she senses something on the street. She has a moment where she's just like, <laughs> she like like a cat. Like she's like, mm, what the fuck's going on? And then she gets all suspicious and then drives away with the hobo in the back of the car. The van makes another drive past the house. Neat. Why? Don't know. Uh, and okay, so we see the performance artist again. She's in her house with no baby at this point, and we realize that this is just like the makeup that she wears on a daily basis. We, yeah. Like you assume that that was for a performance. No, she's holding the baby. Are you talking about the scene where she's with the creepy painting? Doesn't she? Doesn't it like literally appear in the next scene? Isn't she like without it the first scene? No, I think it she's cuts hold- to the. I think I it think cuts she's... to the painting and then it cuts back. And oh, she right, has and the she baby. has it. They forgot it at I first. Think, yeah, okay, because so. uh, she definitely does have it. It's in that red yeah, swaddle yeah. cloth. Yeah, but it doesn't move at all. It's well, a pa- right because they can't afford to keep a baby. It's on apparently something. not a baby at all. She's just holding a bundle of blankets like a baby, and her mom yeah. never once questions. Hey, why nope. are you holding a baby? Or why are you holding that weird red blanket? Yeah, no. <laughs> or the- like, why are you holding a baby? Yeah, I, they're mostly mad about the painting. Yeah, really her it. stepfather doesn't like it. I guess it's her stepfather. I don't know. This here's another it's an thing. Impressive painting. Oh, it's awesome, dude. It's really um, good. But yeah, the this is just a weird, broken dialogue, like everything in this movie. But it's just like this. Th- this is a plot line that's supposed to set something up that never, never factors into anything. Where she's like, she starts having psychic flashes of her dead. We find out that she has a dead brother. Is that what it is? Yes. Where did you get that? They they say it. They, uh, what the a, fuck? I was I was paying really hard no, attention to see if I noticed. Like, there's a moment. It's like it's like at a, the house. Yeah. At the house later, right before the party, uh, her friend says, "Oh, he's so cute. He really reminds me of your brother." Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's, I miss. So, I miss that. That is that's because they the, do. Like, they do that thing like yeah. American Gothic does, where the girl let the baby drown in the bathtub on accident. You know what I mean? They're cutting it, so it makes you think something like that. Like, so I guess that's what happened. I guess all, we, but we don't get a baby that's drowned in a tub. We get a baby in a tub, and we see a duck fall on the floor. Yeah, but it's so like, I don't know what it's it is. like. The movie is just like put it together. Kid drowned in the tub when she was on the phone. It's like. I mean, I guess we could figure that out, but like... I mean, in American Gothic, I figured that out, but I didn't figure that out in this. No, no, no. You won't figure out unless unless you're supposed to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Cause the movie is just like, figure it, it out. But it doesn't... It literally does not. No, I only figured it out because yeah. I've seen movies before. Right. That's <laughs> it. So, okay. Um, She painted the baby crying and she's having the psychic flashes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, now, uh, this is Carol. She starts creeping around a library with, like, Looney Tunes sneaking music behind her. what is this? It's just an excuse to have her meet up with the brunette, with Pamela Voorhees. Yes, who is apparently going to... So nothing happens in the scene at all. They just talk about... Oh, absolutely party. nothing happens here. Like, she oh, talks about being me. like, oh, I'm going to fall to the ground. And then when she rises back up, uh, I love this. Did you notice this when she, you know, when she gets scared, then she gets relieved when she notices just her friend Then she like falls down. She like sinks down against the wall. Then she just starts standing back up. But near the end of the stand up, it does a cut. Like, no, to her, it I just doesn't. It. Yeah. So it's like, obviously they screwed up the take when yeah, she got rose up and they just started again with her already standing and uh. just 
I'm butting it together. It looks so sloppy. Oh, you can see the reset. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, great. And so this whole scene goes nowhere. Uh, but then after this, uh, what's her nuts? Pamela Voorhees arrives at the house they're going to in Carol's truck. Yes. And we never discuss, like, why... No. So when you're watching think, a movie... I think they forgot. When you're watching a movie, you you know what the characters drive, you know what I mean? Especially if they have a very identifiable car. You have a yeah. small Mazda red pickup truck with decals sure. on the side with a hobo living in the back of it. <laughs> like, this isn't just like, you know, a Ford Escort that everybody's got 500 of. Like, so when you see this pull up to the house and all of a sudden not Carol gets out, when we've seen Carol be driving it the whole movie... You're like, what? Yeah. And this movie just doesn't care. Carol's driving a black car later on. Who cares? I mean, this... Yeah. (laughs) So this scene in the library, basically, she comes in and she's like all freaked out. She's like sneaking around. She thinks there's someone trying to kill her. And then the second she sees her friend, she's like... Her friend's like, oh, what are you so worried about? She's like, I'm being followed by a guy in a white van. And she's like, what are you doing here? She's like, I'm worried about college. Oh, tell me more about college. Someone's trying to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Stop asking I'm just really college. afraid of looking for a job. <laughs> you know what? You and I are just alike. You're worried about being murdered, and I'm thinking about my future. God damn. Read the room, lady. Okay, cut to... Mental hospital facility number, number three. three. <laughs> there's a lot of uh. Yeah, there's a lot of them around here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, chin butt van guy is laid out on a slab like he's dead, but he's actually in a coma. Oh my goodness! Our sloppy cop Kowalski is pacing around him in a complete circle when the Fresh Prince's dad shows up. This blew my mind because I've watched this like three <laughs> times. I love the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I never realized that this was That's James crazy. Avery. Because he looks and he sounds even so different. That's like, the shredder in person. Even when I pause it and I yeah. like look at it, I'm just like, that doesn't look like him. But it is totally no, Uncle it Phil. No, it doesn't. It looks, it looks more like there was a weather guy on CBS in the 80s or 90s. It looks more like him than it looks like Uncle <laughs> Phil. It's weird. It's, it's very strange. But yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, there was a weather guy on ABC. Remember that guy? <laughs> Uh, oh, shit. I al- I almost could pull his name. I think his first name was David, uh, but I cannot remember it now. I met him at a concert. Oh, this it's is the you're... only reason I can think of it okay. because like he was just he was literally standing someplace. And I was like, hey, aren't you the weather guy from CBS? And he's like, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> we wound up talking about Portland baseball for some reason. I'm a, I'm a human. I like human things. I was like, that's weird. What are you doing at this shitty Candlebox concert? <laughs> what were you doing at the shitty Candlebox concert? It was Woodstock. <laughs> I was at Woodstock and Candlebox was playing. Wow. So, of course, I was facing the other direction, walking away from the stage. <laughs> sure. I mean, rocking out to the sweet <laughs> fucking jams. Okay, I thought that first Candlebox album was okay. <laughs> Damn you heard, it. You heard it here, people. <sighs> I know, it wasn't good. It, it's embarrassing now to think about it. But I was not into the show. Uh, I did uh, I did get to see Rollins Band, though. That was fun. Oh, cool. Uh, anyway, uh, okay. So Fresh Prince's dad comes in, and uh, he tells the cop that this guy's been in a coma since last night. And Kowalski says... That's not possible. He tried to kill me this morning. Dun, dun, 
Dun. How did this? How did this guy get into this coma? Like Kowalski busted him, but like he doesn't have a bruise or a cut or like nothing at all on his body. Like to Listen, indicate that I would normally and, try to and, punch and, things it, up and be like, oh, you know, it should have been the story where he shot him and now he's got a hole in his brain and it caused it like an X Files thing where it's like it unlocked his psychic potential and blah blah blah. But this movie, nah, no, this is this is exactly and how this should have gone down. That's in the another. Way that that's another complaint I had too because like because this is fairly recently after he busted him, I think. I I'm get the feeling of yeah. in this movie. It's not like, you know, I busted this big killer years ago. Yeah, like, yeah. This is recent. So he's got not a mark on him, like, whatsoever. Not a bandage, not anything to be in a coma. And, like, and then when he finally does... It's a magic coma. And when he's walking around at the end stalking people, like, they just picked a very boring-looking dude to be a killer. Yeah. Like you said, why wouldn't he be shot or have, like, a like a Bill, like Bill Mosley bubble dome brain... Just pan do on something. His head. Do Why something. wouldn't you do anything? Do something to make the killer look interesting. Sure. What, what if he got burned? You know what I mean? In a fire, like you know what I mean? We, we had a backstory where he looked like Cropsy. You know what I mean? So because when he's stalking people, he just looks like somebody that's hanging khakis on a shelf at Kmart. Like he does not look like a killer at all. <laughs> he like, looks like he's he looks like he's a dude from like Days of Our Lives. Yes, like exactly. he looks like yeah. a lead from Days of Our yeah. Lives, and, and he just that, has no screen presence at all. And it's especially weird. Like you could even, even if you had chosen a dude who looks weird, and I don't oh, even, yeah. I don't even mean weird. Like, uh, what a unique he face could look, actor. Look kind of no, like, uh, like just an interesting dude, like a big, interesting looking guy, like, uh, like Shocker, where yes. you get Mitch Pileggi. Yeah, yeah, you get him, and you're like, well, th- he's not an ugly dude. He's a handsome guy, yep. but he's just got a distinctive face, and he's big. Yep, he's like a tall, built. Like kind of interesting looking guy where you have he has a memorable face. Perfect. Yeah. This guy has perfect handsome guy face, which makes him so unmemorable. He looks like a mannequin. Yes. Bad choice. Bad. But I mean, especially if you're going to make it so the killer doesn't talk or, or do anything. He does not. He, he doesn't say he a doesn't goddamn say a goddamn word. thing like make him look neat at least. Yeah. You know, or scary. Damn, okay, movie. so so here's an interesting thing. Uh, so we've got we get this whole thing going on where he's like, "Well, yeah, but you know, the Egyptians believed that when we sleep, our other self goes out and does things like driving vans, like driving vans, and." It's just such bad dialogue. It's such stilted dialogue, and it's so crazy, but it's... And where does it come from? Well, the thing is, that we find out later that he's right on the nose, that he just, like, pulled out of the ether yeah, the exact things <laughs> exactly. that, like, we later get the really insulting one, like, important black character who's just, like, some random mystic woman that you're There's like... two black well, characters. sure, you got, you got Uncle Phil. We just said we had Uncle Phil. You got Uncle Phil, but... <laughs> Like she's, you get the the black character who's only there because she's, you know, uh, spiritual for yeah. whatever reason. You know, it's 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 an insulting stereotype, but it's uh, and it's handled poorly. And she doesn't know anything. She's like, yeah. I went through all of these books, and they tell you nothing. Yeah. You sometimes you just have to think about it sweet i watched this entire scene and it told me nothing yep now i guess i'm going to think about it well we find out that ruth is now driving the truck and she drives through a herd of cows yeah 
uh, the she cows. She almost hit the cow. Yep. Uh, yeah, like literally almost hit the cows in like not not like filmically, like the person driving literally almost hit the cow. Yeah. Like there was bad driving. Uh, waking up the homeless guy in the bed of the truck and she's, we find out earlier that she's not surprised that he lives there. That was the that was the moment when she's like, he's got to live somewhere. She's like, hey, isn't that a guy in the truck? Yep. Okay. <laughs> That's all we get. Yep. And so now she's got this truck. She's driving and she goes and pulls up to one of those houses that is like rented for porn shoots. Yeah. It's like one of those like it totally bajillion is. dollar places that you like know rents there's out been a for, porn shoot there. Yeah, yeah. There's no art on the walls. It's like a, everything is just pure white. Yep. It's like nothing, nothing but just like waterfalls, a piano, like some other crap. Just Do, things for people to boink on. The, whose house is this? It's it's one of the it's the unbelievably rich teenager yeah, who lives alone with no parents. Who? I assumed it was we her. We never meet this person that what? I don't know. It can't be it can't I be the other know. girl. It, like they say they're going to the they mentioned like several times like we're going to the Roberts house or something for this party. Maybe. And the parents are like, Who are the Roberts? Like, oh they're really nice. I live five five blocks down. Or it's just like Yeah, it's a real no prize situation. Nobody cares. But, but like none of the people who are there give the 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 feeling that that's their place. Oh no, no, no. So no. so again, <laughs> whose house is this? Maybe they just shoot porn there sometimes. They spend the whole movie out of house, and we don't know. We don't know nothing how they got there, or whose no, it is, or whose anything. house it is, or anything. And it's especially good because like there's these weird dolls there, and so you would think that somebody would know something about. No, we just put a couple creepy dolls. Yeah, they're just creepy dolls for movie state. Creepy movie dolls. Sake. So we get uh, we're in this like. 70s dystopian computer lab sci-fi house with white walls and big round entryway doors which is pretty cool actually <laughs> and uh a depressing fake Annie DeFranco DeFranco piano song plays and she wanders around the house just looking at weird dolls and like flashing back to seeing weird dolls yeah and- okay so that's obviously not her house nope you don't just walk through your own house and reminisce in the middle of the day. Weird. Usually. I, I, again, <laughs> I mean, I guess I could start. So the homeless guy wakes up in the back of the truck and he monologues about nothing. And it's just to remind us how creepy it is that this teenage girl is getting naked in a pool while a homeless man is in the back of her truck 10 feet away. Yes. Cool. Uh, so she's, we're just going to assume that she is a multimillionaire high school student who lives alone, uh, can't afford a car, and loves skinny dipping around homeless men. Sounds good. Okay. I'll take uh, it. <laughs> she goes, she does that thing. She, you know, takes her pants off, takes her top off, of course, and swims around. Then... Uh, that's all that's happening here. That's that's it. It, is, it has been forever. Yeah, it takes forever. She gets out and... Oh my goodness, her clothes are missing. Yeah, what? What? That's crazy. So she's like, Norman, which is, which just just hangs a lantern on how insane it is that you're getting naked in this pool while there's a naked, there's an insane homeless man who is probably also naked. And this house is like very remote. Yes. (laughs) It's just like, I want to be out with this random person I don't know who lives in the back of this truck. Uh, my friend, no my friend's truck that I'm 
for some reason can, driving now. Where you can fire off an AK-47 and no police will hear it. Yes. Like, that's how remote this oh, that's is. That's another thing. We're, we're all, they mentioned, like, later on, they're just like, yeah, with all the guns here, nobody can touch us. Like, why are there all these guns here? That is... Whose house is this? Why do you know there's guns here? This movie was written by a complete fucking lunatic. And then, and then later on, uh, when they also say that line, she's like, we have all these guns here, nobody can touch us. Yeah, and you're a great shot. So because so Carol so Carol loves so our our lead character Carol <laughs> his hobbies include parabolic mics peeping Tom snooping on everybody uh, having firing a hobo guns. living in the back of her yep. pickup truck and firing AK47s all the time. Wes Anderson take note. Yes. <laughs> Buddy, you and, are you're falling down on the job when it's yeah. like, "Oh, what are you into? I collect stamps." Um <laughs> yeah, fucking hold my beer. I got a movie for you. And did I mention she can dance? <laughs> She's also part of a dance troupe. Oh, the movie turns into a dance movie near the end. Oh, boy. Just because. Because. Just because. So she goes in to berate Norman for whatever sexual assault he's got planned that she assumes, and somebody stabs her. And the arc of the knife is the saddest thing I've ever seen. It's pathetic. It looks like somebody putting a knife into a table. Yeah. It, the arc is so wrong. She would have had to be laying on the floor to get stabbed. Yep. With and, the way that that and, hand and they just goes. do this choppy, repetitive, like editing thing where so, it's just the sloppiest edited death scene ever. Could this movie have been made by ten-year-olds? Yes. Okay. All right. So, uh, so now <laughs> they're like selling lemonade is peanuts. That's <laughs> child's play. Let's produce a movie. Exactly. <sighs> Okay, so now, uh, meanwhile, Carol is in her own completely white house with no decorations on the walls, and she's listening to the tape of a fucking murder with the most beatific smile on her face. She sees the van outside, and she's like, oh yeah, there's a guy trying to kill me. Interesting. Uh, and so she, uh, she's like, she leaves the house and then breaks into the van that's across the street? Okay, there's nobody in it. Yeah. Because that's what that's why that's why she asks her friend later on if that van's real or fantasy. I mean, th- that is a very good question, and we don't ever have an answer to that because I guess we put a we took out one of the tires, and it's still fine later on. Yep, ah, it's fantasy van. So maybe it's fantasy van. She also took out dude's sidecar tire on the motorcycle. And yeah, it's fine. Since things were way too normal up until this point. He said, he said, <laughs> let's introduce Let's this introduce guy. Bobby. Here comes Bobby, this fucking weirdo who looks like Casey Jones from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And Bender. And Bender. And he shows up in a World War II. This is a fucking Wes Anderson movie. It is a Wes Anderson movie. He shows up in a World War II motorcycle with, with- a sidecar. There is a mannequin that he's having clearly a sexual relationship yeah, with dressed up like a grandma dressed up like a grandma and he says don't worry babe i'll save you and he drives his motorcycle around where well, he could have walked over but yep. instead he drives it over stabs the tire of the car lets the air out of it and then comes back over haha he's now she doesn't need to be afraid anymore now bob now bobby along with driving this motorcycle with a dummy in the sidecar uh, also has a character trait that he drinks too much that he keeps talking about. Like, do you want to know why I drink too much? Do you know why I drink too much? Why do you drink so much, Bobby? We never see Bobby drink Ever. anything. He is not drunk through this whole movie. Never drunk. But he sure does like 
talking about the fact that he drinks too much. Yep. So we find out that he drinks too much, which doesn't ever come. It does. N- it no, does nothing. Does nothing. Uh, but one of his character traits that isn't discussed much is the fact that he's clearly stalking this woman that doesn't want anything to do with him, and it charms the pants off of her literally later on. I think she does want something to do with him. I think she's playing hard to get. Uh, okay, but given what we know, I mean, we, yep. I would say that you're using the fact that it works and she has sex with him later on to defend the fact that he says... If you're not going to, if you won't let me go, I'm just going to keep following you until you do. Like, really creepy stuff. And she's like, I don't want you to go to the party. I don't want you around. (laughs) Goodbye. I'm leaving. And just, like, constantly blows him off and tries not to talk to him. And But but she goes there in the first place. Wait, what? To the party? No, to his driveway. Doesn't she? She lives there. That's her place, That's right? Her pl- no, I wait. I don't know. I, I don't know. They're all hanging oh, out. Oh, I'm, I'm and... confusing it later on when Bobby's hanging out with Cowboy. Yes, because she literally house. just went outside to look at the van that she saw Oh, that's right. He drives up. Okay. Maybe they live next door to each other. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. <sighs> Back at the asylum, some guy is telling the cop, we find, we have another, we have a guy doing one of those, like... I'm a crazy guy scene. I'm... I did like a year of improv and this is my fucking, this is my crazy guy Watch character. me play with cigarettes and talk funny. Yep. So he's, he calls, he's like, okay, the guy in the coma calls himself the king of the forest and he said that he needs to kill a baby to be king for another year. This guy's like lining up smoked cigarettes on the counter and doing weird stuff and that's his character choice, whatever, it's fine. He says, that guy's magic and he has long arms. Yeah. Huh? Which is funny because as crazy as all of this sounds, this is the actual exposition yes. for our character. Yeah, yeah. No, it's all <laughs> it's all for real. Uh but don't worry. Uh next scene is super important because Carol pulls up in a new car that she's yeah, driving. She has for- a black car now. She yep. fuck fuck the truck. And she's like she smelled oh, like Norman anyway. Oh hello hello neighbor that I've never met before. Are you wearing a small enough bikini? Why, yes, I am. Don't I look nice in my bikini? I thought that was our friend's mom. I don't... Does that... But... That's just, that's Cowboy's the, girlfriend's mom. The character doesn't matter. The, she's just there to be oh, in yeah. a bikini for a second where they're like... She literally just says, do you like it? Yeah. And that's it. It's just like... It's a friend of the director who was hot. And yep. they're like, would you wear a bikini? Or she's like, I want to be in your movie. Or whatever. It's like, we need... We need mom pretending to water the lawn in a bikini. And the, like, I'm there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, the scene is important because bikini. Carol shows up at Ruth's place with her boombox. And uh, Norman hasn't noticed anything out of the ordinary yet. Who is Ruth? Was that the skinny dipper? Oh, sorry. Uh, yes. I, I'm just assuming it's Ruth's place because she was there first. Okay, it's nobody's place. It's nobody's place. At the place where Ruth was killed. How about that? Okay, that works for me. She shows up at the place where Norman is in the back of the car. A woman was screaming because she was being stabbed. Yeah. And he didn't hear it. Maybe he just assumed it was and another voice. And he pops out of the truck and says, let me park your car. Like, and where? She just did. No, no, that's that's hilarious comedy. He says it again. Oh, he a, says it three times, so you bit? know it's a rule of threes bit. Oh, okay. It's, you just don't get it because it's advanced comedy. Uh, I, need to very, go, I need to go back to comedy class. You do. You need to go to comedy class. <laughs> uh, so 
Uh, she goes into the house, creepy doll, slow, slow walk through the house. Carol puts the doll away, walks through the house. She finds some cheese, eats some cheese on the couch. <laughs> it's, it's very stunning. <laughs> I, I, I take it back when I said earlier that this movie never gets boring. <laughs> the, 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 this part is... She, she takes a post-cheese swim. Yes. She's like, oh, we just had some cheese. I should go for a swim. She comes back inside, and now Heather's on the couch with a baby. And she goes... Need Can baby. we keep him? No, no, no. Before that, she goes, oh, baby, is it yours? As if, like... You wouldn't know if your friend had a baby. You rode in the truck with the baby <sighs> earlier. Did you Did you just not notice that your friend Heather was holding a baby in the truck when you gave her a ride home earlier? I forgot about that. Yeah, what? That's true. <laughs> Uh, did yep. the writers, for, did the director forget that yeah. they shot this scene Nobody where she cares. rode in the car with her? Okay. It, when she rode in the car that wasn't the car that she drove here in because her friend was driving <laughs> that car. If you want a lesson in just clear, clean, expositional foreshadowing, you want to just really get this nailed down, like perfect, this next sentence that is uttered in this film is like... This is a master class. Hit you me. want to explain what's going Hit on with me. your movie? Can we keep him? He'll be safe with all the guns around, and you're a really good shot. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, wow. All right, so now the naked cowboy from the spying thing has met up with the weird stalker guy, Danny, and Kowalski shows up. Kowalski puts a tracer in the crotch of the mannequin. Ah! It's funny because it's a crotch. And uh, back at the expensive house, another hot girl shows up to the party. I can't remember who it is. Um, and it's yet another teen who is unsurprised by the homeless man that lives in the back of Carol's Wait, that's, car. that's just Cowboy's girlfriend, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I don't know her name. Oh, yeah, it's Cowboy's girlfriend. Sure, Cowboy's girlfriend. How about that? Um and she like literally all of these people know that it is just a thing that this Oscar the Grouch style fucking homeless guy lives in her truck lives there. All her friends know he's harmless, though. She, they said that earlier. Years. I can only assume he's lived there for years. You need to be more trusting. I you know what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's certainly what running a business has taught me about the people that come into this place. I should trust all of them. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, this is where we get the, the the dumb further muddling of the plot with the dead baby brother thing. Yeah, there's no purpose. Uh, Kowalski throws a lit cigarette into his own crotch because oh, it's a running gag. And he follows the motorcycle weirdo who's driving like a total psycho. He's yeah. just like weaving in and out of traffic in this thing. Like, actually looked very dangerous. Like, legitimately what, looked very dangerous. What is he trying to do here? Because, like, Kowalski said, like, I want to go to that party. And he's like, I'm not going to tell you where it is. And he's like, I'm just going to wait here till you leave then, right? Yes. And then he's just like, fuck you. Is he trying to get to the party at this scene? Yes, because he knows that and the baby's going to be there. And he's going to lose Kowalski. Because that baby loves to fucking party. Yeah. He knows that. He knows that that baby never misses a teen girl party. No. Uh, but he <laughs> loves machine guns, too. Yeah, also machine guns. But the thing is... Kowalski is shitty at his job because that's not how you follow someone. If you put a tracer in their car, you don't say, 
I'm just going to follow you and then sit outside their house and the second they leave, make a lot of noise and follow them directly. You don't do that. Oh my you go Lord. somewhere I, where they can't I, see you. I didn't even think of that. You what just was go, the point of the I'm tracer? not going to follow you. Yeah. What the? <laughs> he doesn't need to be with it. You could wait until he gets to his destination. Wow. That's the... <laughs> I can't believe how stupid that is, and I can't believe how stupid I am for not thinking of that. Like, uh, so amazing. why is there a tracer if you're just gonna sit if you're and stalk just out the house? Sit there yeah. and take off and follow Go him at high speed. Go get yourself speed. another cup of coffee. You're, you're gonna need it to pour on the next lit cigarette you drop in your car. You and Goomba. he's. Uh, <laughs> and also, Kowalski's a cop, and he can't arrest this guy that was swerving right? in and out of traffic. He's like clearly driving never, through in danger. He never calls for backup or puts a siren on or anything. He's just like, it's oh, amazing. This kid. And, and the number one best part of this scene is the fact that there's a low rent Casio keyboard version of Axel F yes. playing in the background. It's just clearly a bad knockoff I, of Axel I, F. I honestly love all the music in this. It's not terrible. The songs, the dance songs later on are fantastic. Like th- the, those are pretty good. The scary music I think is cool. It sounds neat. No, there's it, the scary music sounds like they have like fifteen different oh yeah, yeah. scary music motifs. And they're like, which one should we use? And the sound supervisor is like, yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, use all of them. And that is what they did. Oh, boy. Okay, so here's here's that scene where, like, they couldn't figure out how to edit him getting cut off. But they wanted to do that classic thing where... He shows up at a he shows up at the cross the where the train's going. The motorcycle crosses over, then the train comes and Kowalski's sitting there going, Ugh. Ugh. or that like a slow horse drawn carriage with you know, with a bunch of hay in the back of it cuts him off, but they instead put the horse behind him for some reason. And they didn't do that one. They didn't do the one with him cutting it off. So he just backs into the horse cart. That fails. And then the wigwag falls down, cuts his hood in half, and his car explodes. Yeah. Well, it doesn't explode. It just overheats well, or, or, yeah, smoke pours smoke out. pours out of his engine because a, because a tiny wooden gate landed near the... He's driving one of those, like, it's like a Ford LTD. It's like one of those invincible piles oh, yeah. of American steel. And like the lightest piece yeah, of yeah. wood went, came down the, the, what do you call it? A wigwag? I don't know if that's, actual... I don't know if that's the real, that's what a wigwag I've is. never heard it called that. Wigwag, I think is the, the, the X mark. I don't know if it's actually the gate that comes down. Oh, I can't remember. Ugh, I might be re- using it wrong. I just love the word wigwag. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's a fun word. So I'm yeah. just going to say that that's what it is. Uh, okay. Oh, this is some clutch filmmaking here. Kowalski comes back into the asylum again. Okay, so you remember the two other times that he was at the asylum and he said, there's a dream killer who's coming into the real world to kill people? Yes. Okay, so he comes back in and he talks to the Fresh Prince's uncle and he's like, there's a dream killer. It's this guy. He's coming into the real world and he needs to kill a baby. And then we're like, oh, that, that's cool. And then uh, some other guy comes into the room after they cut to some other scene where it's like the performance art babysitter is like looking at glowing bushes or something. (laughs) Some shit happens there. And then another guy comes into the room and he's like, you, there's a dream killer. 
and he's coming here <laughs> and he needs to kill a baby. And both of these conversations take four minutes apiece. Yes. Okay. Hold hold tight for what the next thing is that happens. So we get uh we get the fucking body wheeling around in circles. Babysitter has bathtub flashbacks. Again. A duck falls on the <laughs> rubber duck falls on the floor. She picks it up in the real world. This duck has been transported from her memories into the real world. Yeah. What could it mean? And then we get that fucking story again. I just again. Ah! Is this a scene where he shoots the knife at Kowalski? Uh, that's the fake knife. Uh, no, that's later. That's later. Oh, so we just keep coming back to the. Uh... Yeah, I think he's probably going to tell that story again. Oh, cool. I hey, there's a dream notes. killer. He's coming here. He needs to, <laughs> he kill, needs a to baby. kill a baby because he wants to become king of the forest for another year. <laughs> Kowalski, that doesn't sound right. Oh, what in the f? <laughs> He wants to be king of the forest for another year, so he's going to kill a baby. That's how it works. Yeah, it's the deal. I mean, if you want to be king of the forest, you got to kill a baby. Everybody knows that. Okay. It was a a really good episode of David the Gnome, too. I don't know if it's spoiling anything here, but I think the most annoying part of her having the parabolic... Okay, you can't introduce something like this. You can't have something this fucking wacky you know like you can't have somebody have a quirk like this in a horror movie where she has a parabolic mic yeah and not have it be a plot point at some point oh it has no payoff it never pays off and the worst part is that right here she grabs the parabolic mic while the guy's like at the end of the movie she has it and she's like what is it doesn't hear anything with it puts it away and then we never see it again like why wouldn't you anything like why wouldn't you pick up the things like this guy was saying but oh yeah he doesn't say anything like maybe like you could only hear what he's thinking through this or anything anything like think at you through yes that would be amazing that's the only way to read his thoughts because he doesn't speak with this mic like anything to justify why the hell you have this thing yep but no the baby speaks through it yeah and the baby's like no Stab him with the umbrella. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. Pierce him with the bow. Pierce him with the bow. Go, 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 go. All right. I my pants. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, Matt. Pierce him with the pole. I put my pants. No, that's what the baby says. <laughs> anyway, okay, so. All Kill right. him and change my diaper. So, anyway, we get, we get her, the naked cowboy lady is here parabolic mike lady tells her that she had a dream about her and now we get this scene that means nothing and it stretches out for five full minutes of screen time where she's like instead of it's a pointless scene it's a pointless scene where she could have told a sexy story about a sexy dream that she had about this if you want to just do some pointless they try to do this like fine they try to do this like clever word uh But instead, she makes her guess what happened in her dream. So I had a dream that you were at a club. Oh, was I dancing? No. No. Was I standing? No. No. Were you you sitting in a chair? Yes, you were sitting in a chair. Oh, was there a man? No. Was there a woman? No. Was there a dog? Yes. You were really romantically involved with the dog? Yes. Did you get married? Yes. He put on a funny hat? Yes. He was the master of ceremonies? Yes. Was he elected president? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I've had that dream before myself. (laughs) 
when I was married to President Dog. Uh, fuck. It's such an insanely long, boring fucking scene. And again, I hate it no so much. Payoff no payoff or point. No point to it whatsoever. Okay, so... Uh, this is the scene where she hears something without the parabolic mic. She has she has the parabolic mic. She's listening, doesn't hear anything, puts it down. Then she hears something after she puts down the mic. And so she goes and grabs this gigantic fucking elephant gun that she's got. It's like a <laughs> maybe she's very small and it's just a regular AK-47. It looks like it was built for this movie. It is a weird looking gun. Is is this her house? It's got to be. It's got to be. She knows where the guns are, how to get them, and she's a person who fires Whose guns. Whose house was she when she came out? For the... oh, oh, who cares? Why am I even asking? Why was she hanging out in someone else's... I mean... Yeah, none of this matters. <laughs> none of it matters. She broke into the house. I Maybe... think this is her house. Wait, no, it's not, because she walked through earlier and she like picked up the dolls and looked at things. Like... No, that was the other girl. That was Ruth. No, Carol did the same thing, didn't Maybe she? Maybe it's because she she was she excited did the same about the thing. cheese. She, she ate the cheese and she went swimming. Like maybe it's like a TikTok house for full of influencers and like they all live there together. <laughs> this is a movie from the future. <laughs> it's a movie about the future, about the worst possible. No, it's a, future. it's a movie that came from the future in 1985. Oh, this is amazing. It's deep shit, boy. So, uh. Uh, yeah, Cowboy's girlfriend takes her top off again. That's cool. Uh, so it's like we got one set of boobs. Let's use them as much <laughs> as we can. So uh, she's relieved to find out that the person that she heard in the house was just Bobby, her stalker. So he says, hey, there's a cop asking about a stolen baby. He says, don't worry, you can keep the baby for a few days, no problem, yeah. he's not going to find us. <laughs> I mean, I just committed like probably 8,000 moving violations and felonies, and uh, he knows where I live, so... Uh, and also... I should be good. Yeah, I should hang out with the woman who just committed a <laughs> kidnapping. Um, you know, you probably <laughs> should bring that baby to the authorities, or at least feed it, maybe feed it. How about ah, feed nah. it? Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, anyway, uh, Kowalski <laughs> talks to the body of the killer about his dreams. He tells, uh, he decides that the killer wants to hear stories about his dreams. Oh, this is a life scene. He's like, I do like, you know, there was, I had a dream last night about a bird and a clock and it got stabbed <laughs> by the hands of the clock and who fucking cares? <laughs> um, and then he gets stabbed by an imaginary dream knife. It vanishes and he's okay. He's I like, like that. Nice trick. Yeah. I thought that was cool. It was kind of cool. Uh, it's unique. So this is, oh yeah, uh, we get a a cut that is totally out of place of Norman uh, walking towards the house at an earlier time when the sun was still out, while the rest of the house has been bathed in darkness for at least an hour. Oh, is this where he's asking his purpose, or is that forever? Well, that's, oh, that's, that's 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 later. Oh, it's late. That's later when he starts talking to the house because he's a, he gets killed right after that oh but yeah. this is just like they just put an intercut to remind you norman yep. exists norman's out there he exists yeah he's gonna save the no he's not gonna do anything no he's he's going to uh he's gonna shining this thing uh and so okay. he's gonna get killed and then not even get to be part of the corpse party nope uh oh that's right he wasn't even he wasn't even worthy of the corpse party nope uh so they analyze danny or Banny or whatever the fuck his name is, Bobby's drinking problem, and again, 
doesn't matter. Without a beer in his hand. And then they also uh, analyze Mike Lady's weird obsession with recording things with her spy gear. Eh, whatever. Nothing. Uh, we are headed into the third act, so it's time to introduce a Caribbean woman who knows stuff about spiritualism. <laughs> Where does she come from? He just appears in her office yeah. and he's like... It's like, oh, I guess I'm here now. <laughs> at- for- we don't even see an outside shot of, like, you know, no. Madame Ophelia's, like, curiosity shop or something. You know, nope, we're just in a room with books. This movie does not fuck around. This movie does not truck with establishing shots. No, it does not. Does not care about establishing we don't see, shit. Oh, you're right, man. We don't even see we, any of the establishing shots that the house are at. Like, we, we get, see it close-ups, but... The closest we get for an establishing shot is in the parking lot of that house. Yeah, that's it. Looking at the side of it, and we don't even see That's what it. I mean. We, we never see, see the no, whole house. No, yeah. God, no. <laughs> so, uh... Uh, she's going to tell Kowalski something he's not going to like, is what she says. You see all these books? You won't find it in here. Some things cannot be written. And then guess what she's going to say? I forgot what she said. <laughs> Literally the same thing that Kowalski said. The- <laughs> <laughs> There's a dream killer. There's a dream killer. He wants to be king of the forest. And he's he needs to kill baby, a baby. baby. <laughs> He wants to be king of the forest. He's got to kill the baby. He wants to be king of the forest. He's got to kill the baby. <laughs> this movie's making me crazy. Yet again, and I'm not even watching it this time. Whee! Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I wrote down what she said, and it's so funny. She says, she she's like prepping us for how fucking crazy what she's about to say is. Yeah. And it's been said 25 times before. <laughs> she says, how can I say this? You know how we move in the real world? He moves like that in dreams. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. I... It was a dream killer. <laughs> <laughs> Beat you over the head with this. Okay. There's a powerful energy at w- force at work. It will have its way. So she's like, don't go do anything. There's nothing that can stop it. And we all just hope Danny dies first. And uh, anyway, so Danny shows up and he produces some sweet electronic jams. And he and like you said, I still think he looks just like Casey Jones. But obviously this was too early for him to be based on Casey Jones from the movie. Uh, So instead, he breakfast clubs the fuck out of this. Yeah. Turns on the jams. They start doing wacky, wacky dances. (laughs) I, I love this. I think it's very cute. Uh, it's it, completely out of place and when you want to watch so a horror movie out of place uh but like as as far as like a and then it gets ruined near the end but like as far as like a because fun as far as like, like a fun couples dance party in like an 80s movie it's 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 fun right and then when if it starts had... turning into the strip thing near the end it gets a little weird like because both people seem weird about it and oh, then he yeah. like and then he like touches her breast that like in the most insane. awkward like stupid shot like do you think his, he was told to do that by the director? Like, then reach out and opening just... gambit before kissing her before yeah. anything else. He puts his hand out and goes boob. Boop. Yep, <laughs> and it just looks so wonky, and it just kills all the momentum that the scene wow. built up in one. And she doesn't call him on it. It's not like it's not She's like not it's like what the it's, fuck? Yeah, are you it's doing? not like it stops it like that. But as a viewer, you're just like, wait, what? She's like. This is what I'm into. It's again. Yeah. It's that Wes Anderson shit of yes. like we're so fucking crazy. It's so quirky. It's so quirky. We, I feel that this movie 
is weirder than it was intended to be. I feel like this is like an ac- accidental weirdness. I of feel like they made this is. movie. There's no way they could have meant this. And then at their end, they're like, holy shit, what did we do? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Why they could this- not possibly. I can't. Uh, I I seriously cannot understand what they must have been thinking in writing this film. Like, because how we- can you think that this is not going to come off batshit? Yeah. Well, we keep talking about the Wes Anderson thing, like I said, but like Wes Anderson's like, I'm going to make this weird. Sure. I think these people were just like, all right, I wrote a horror movie. Man, this looks like a fucking Wes Anderson movie. Oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, even though, again, since it's from the future, they know what a Wes Anderson movie yes. is at this point. Because, <laughs> again, this is a TikTok house from the future that's showing up in the 80s. And the worst part of this is like, Again, with the editing of this movie being just oh, horrendous, horrendous. Instead of them showing the footsteps of the killer showing up after they've had sex, after this whole montage, the footsteps start while they're doing their thing, like mm-hmm. while they're while they're doing their wacky stuff. Then they start making out more footsteps. Yeah, he is outside the house. Is he circling? He could have circled the house thirty times by now. <laughs> they do dance is, for quite a bit of time. What is he waiting for? <laughs> He's already there. Is he there? We don't know. We don't get any I mean, establishing shot. We just keep seeing feet. He could be in feet. fucking Toledo for all we know. <laughs> we see feet. Not on that way. That way. Not right. that that would be farther or closer to this house because we right. don't know where we, we are anywhere either. Are. Right. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but whatever. Toledo is far away. Yes. From everything. Yes, according to Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so outside, we get Norman, who is like being built up to be our deus ex machina here. We he's get a save real, the day. Yeah, we get a real Scatman Carruthers, like he's going to be the guy that's going to come and fix everything. And he wakes up, and he's getting a literal message from God. God is speaking to Norman. He's and making, telling he's making him, a statue glow. And he's like, hey, this over here, which we find out later, God was actually pointing to the thing that can kill this Oh, monster. is that what that was doing? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was the pointy thing, right? I think. I didn't remember no, seeing the pointy thing in that scene at all. And even if it was. I couldn't tell what any of the shapes were. Nobody else, nobody else was seeing the light. So like. No. Detective What's-His-Nuts wouldn't know that that's what God was telling him to do. No, but I mean, so Norman is supposed to save everybody, and Norman is getting all of these, like, these messages, and it's like, God, you chose very poorly, because Norman is like, okay, I'll do it, God, and the (laughs) second he agrees to go on this mission, he's beheaded. Yeah, (laughs) He's just instantly beheaded. Wasted all of that time. He's barely on his, like... This is why you never get out of the goddamn motherfucking truck. In the in the words of Apocalypse Now, uh, never get out. <laughs> never get off the goddamn boat. Uh, he's off. The, he's literally on his feet for the first time for a minute when he gets beheaded. Should have stayed in the truck. Mm. So anyway, uh, baby starts crying because you know it hasn't eaten or been changed yeah. in forty eight hours. <laughs> Uh, fucking whiner. And uh, Kowalski gets stopped by a dog in front of his car. The dog is an avatar of Satan, I guess? This whole section <laughs> is insane. <laughs> I, I, as opposed but, to all the other things. As opposed to seen. all the yes. 50 other insane sections. Okay, so... He stops by... He stops 
for the dog, right? He stops. Then he gets out? Because he's behaving as though he thinks this dog has a message for him. Yes. Like, it's not like, oh my god, I can't go around the dog. He's on a dirt road. He could clearly avoid he's this like, dog. He's like, I gotta get out and talk to this dog. He's like, what does this... This dog has a message for me. And so he gets out of his car and then, of course, leaves throws his, his... Leaves his car in neutral. And throws his cigarette buddy in the car, of course. <laughs> The cigarette butt sets fire to his car. Yes. His car starts rolling backwards. <laughs> it takes the exact track of the trail, which actually is kind which of a winding curves. path. Yes. It, <laughs> it manages to go all the way back down and then explodes. As he just as he just watches the whole thing unfold with the most defeated face, like oh, oh, oh this is the fourth oh. car this week. <laughs> right. <laughs> I gotta stop throwing my lit buddies in the cars. What is his problem? <laughs> Love it. <sighs> okay, so yeah, I mean, and to give the movie props, they finally gave us a payoff for something somebody does. Sure, he keeps throwing lit cigarettes in the car. It makes his car explode. I, yeah, it's like the only payoff for anything in this but whole again, thing. But again, you have to have something that makes sense. This did not make sense. But okay, okay, no, but fine. You've got to admit that it was I, still. I do admit that it, it was puts still a button a payoff. on the concept. Thank you. Sure. Okay. I mean, it's a fucking stupid button, but it's still. <laughs> well, don't worry. Things are gonna start making sense now. Oh, awesome. So we cut directly back to the house, and everybody's like, "Hey, what's that outside?" Cut outside. There is a full fucking pat benatar music video going on outside <laughs> the song with rules too. 20 dancers all in costumes new, and makeup costumes new wave makeup they've appeared from out of nowhere nobody, we know that nobody there are no other from. cars no nobody knows who they came with why they're here but let's dance do the other people who are there already know the dance that they're doing and dance along with them why yes in fact yeah. they do everybody who lives at this house knows this dance who lives at this <laughs> Okay, so uh, they are, they're doing like the dancing, if I had to describe it, imagine 20 people asynchronously dancing like David Bowie and Mick Jagger in the Dancing in the Streets video. With a little dash of thriller. With a little bit of thriller, except thriller was a lot more choreographed. Yeah, yeah. This is one of those things where like, you're told in filmic language that this is choreographed, but they do the thing that they do in, like, they did in, like, Death Spa and some of those other things where they're like, oh, nobody knows their choreography, yeah. so we're just going to shoot people up close. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, look at how much these people are dancing together. So they just shoot different <laughs> dancers. Nobody ever. When they stop moving and they, like, Vogue, then they shoot the crowd. Yeah. And then when they start moving again, it's all, all individuals. Ups. Yeah. So now they're sneaky. The killer watches this from the bushes and just have a moment of pity for this fucking killer at this moment <laughs> where he's like, okay, put yourself in this poor bastard's position. You just want to murder a baby so that you can become king of the forest again. I mean, yeah, it sounds, totally, like, sounds totally, like an average Tuesday for totally me. <laughs> typical thing. And you show up at this house in your astral body. <laughs> this giant dance crew is outside. You have to. This dude has to be imagining that somebody back at the back at the insane asylum has injected him with something, and it's gone into his bloodstream. Oh, yeah, right? And he's like, "Oh fuck! Are they killing me with LSD or yeah. something back at the hospital?" 
I would be absolutely positive. I'd be like, oh, fuck, I got to go back. I got to go back. <laughs> I got to throw some more fake knives at people. <sighs> and the cowboy shows up at this moment, and he starts dancing with the dance troupe. He knows that's all what, the moves. That's what makes me wonder if this is real and if cowboy is really real. Like, because he doesn't really do anything else after this dance, right? And they were asking where he, he was. He dies. He does. He does get killed. He does get killed. Yeah. Is that what happened? Is that who Heather beheads? Or does she just whack a fence with a sword? She hits a shrub. Is, is that what happens? For no reason. I kept rewinding that, and but being she's like, Am like I missing something. She knows that the that that's where the baby has to go. Like she's sensing something about it. But and then after she does that, does she what? Just go back inside? And yep. Wait till the end of the movie to come yep. back out she again. She just waits till the end of the movie to come back out. She leaves the baby alone and like hides yeah. in the basement or something. Okay. That's it. Makes sense. Yep. Okay. So anyway, cowboy shows up, dances with the dance troupe, but it's just foreplay for his meeting with his lady, who is simultaneously wrapped in a sheet in the doorway, watching the dancers and also hanging out in the jacuzzi because we cut back and forth. <laughs> That's and right. She's oh in my two gosh. different places at once. Uh, Heather is hypnotized, and she grabs a stick and hits a bush. Oh, I thought it was a sword. It's a stick. I don't know. Maybe it's a. I sword. I thought she had a big ass broadsword because I was wondering where'd you get that big ass broadsword. I couldn't tell. It was too blurry. Uh, but she hits that bush, and all the dancers freeze. Yeah. Oh my God! What happened? Okay, well, dancers that's, freeze. That's why I wonder if they're real dancers or not. They, they, there's an air of super like sure. you said there's no cars no. they just appear nobody knows who they are they've got to be there's got to be some deeper meaning to these no answers i refuse had... i refuse to play this game with this movie this is too this movie is too incompetent to play the what did they mean game yeah. they just put sentences on a page and just shot it there is nothing deeper than that like, or there were five people playing an exquisite corpse game and nobody had read, like, five different people wrote the movie in different sequences and just kept going and didn't know what the previous four had written. That's the only other way to explain this. But whatever. Uh, okay, three corpses in the jacuzzi. We, That's our corpse party. Yeah, we get five a, seconds. like, cowboy's hat floats by. She screams because she sees his corpse because he was killed instantly outside while she was watching the dancers but is Are also all of these dancers dead people oh, dude don't even <laughs> yes no <laughs> yes, maybe yeah sure kid you what, happy with what, that? What, whatever makes you happy <laughs> yeah. man whatever lets you sleep through the night i don't think i don't think that was really cowboy dancing i think that was a ghost okay sure that maybe he was dead and yes. that was his ghost because we find out that he had been killed earlier sure you know what? <laughs> you know, I don't care. That's his ghost. You can have it. That's It's possible. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so... Um, he doesn't strike me as a dancer. He does not. I mean, he looks like a dancer. He's got a dancer body. Yeah, but his character. Sure. Yeah, pink cowboy hat doesn't scream dude who dances. <laughs> he looks like a fucking Chippendale. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, three corpses in a jacuzzi. Each one seeking happiness. Yes. Three corpses in a jacuzzi. <laughs> Which one will the jacuzzi bless? That's three coins in a fountain, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, anyway, yeah, Carol has her... Planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> Carol has her AK-47, and she is wandering around outside. She shoots the shit out of an empty van. Oh, wait. He already came in the... Oh, wait. Did he come through the window yet, or no? No, okay. not yet. Jeez Louise. Oh, my God. That's my favorite part of this movie. So she shoots the shit out of it, and 
and we see Kowalski wandering the wastelands far enough away that he can't hear these gunshots. Yeah, where is he? I don't know. He's literally like, uh, he's in the in the desert. And he's, then he he eventually gets picked up by what's his nuts in the motorcycle. Yes. Like, why did that guy? He left to get help. Is oh. what he says, and literally leaves the baby alone. He's yeah. there to protect the baby, and he's like, "I'm going to go get help. Bye, baby." You take care of yourself. He had um, a sidecar he could put the baby in. The mannequin goes in the sidecar, you asshole. Kowalski and the mannequin go in the sidecar. The baby could fit, too. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, all right. This movie now has the balls to have Carol show up and say these words. After we've heard this a hundred times, she has the fucking balls to utter this line. I think this man wants to kill this baby. <laughs> I swear to God, I will slap the shit out of you. How dare you say that? Uh, if only the movie had brought it up earlier. Yeah. Then I would have known that this guy is trying to kill a baby. Dude, the movie's just trying to help you out. <laughs> Thank you. He just, he just wants to make sure you know what's going down. <laughs> Thank you so much. So Heather is gone. It's a considerate movie. She has wandered off. She's left the she baby She's alone. She's just invisible now. Danny's left to watch the baby. Surpri- unsurprisingly, that's too much to ask of Danny because he's a fucking nitwit. He's like... <laughs> Bobby. Bobby, Danny, Dilda, whatever his name is. Um, Carol shows up and she sees the corpse guy. The, the fake guy. The, the spirit walking whatever his name is. Yeah. That dude... She somehow sets him on fire. She sets his astral body or soul or oh, we're, whatever. We're skipping the window part, though, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, because this is all outside. Okay. It's my favorite when when the killer throws himself through a window and <laughs> Carol sees it and she's like, oh, crap. And then she just goes outside. And then we, and see, then her. He, and we see him slowly walk outside like... It's the edit that kills me. It's because it's that same kind of edit like the fucking van. I was saying earlier, it's like uh, my favorite example is Shaft in Africa yes. where they uh, he's like, <laughs> we've got to go. We've got to go off to Africa. And then you watch the plane take off and it cuts and you're like, OK. And then it comes back to him and he's like, all right, let's get on the plane. <laughs> it's like, that's how it feels. It's that kind of editing where she's like. Like, he smashes in the window, and she's like, oh, no, he's here. Cut to outside. She's leaving the building. Yeah, yeah, exactly what happened. What happened? Like, it's not like she can't leave. So, like, the minute he does this dramatic throw himself through the window, she's like, oh, crap, he's in here. Well, I'm outside now. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) So, whatever. Uh, Yeah. She she calls to Bobby, but he's split. Um, she has her gun, so at least she can shoot at this guy's soul. So she does. She shoots. Bullets do nothing against the king of the forest. He's the king of the forest. Come on. You need to pierce him. Bullets don't pierce people. Only piercing poles can pierce whatever forest (laughs) people. Uh, yeah, you can't kill anything in the forest with a gun. No. Tell that to every extinct species <laughs> on Earth that mankind has managed to wipe the fuck off the face of the planet. Um, okay. Go us. <laughs> Go humanity. Um, all right. She... Yeah, she tries shooting him. That doesn't do anything. She tries burning him. Oh, she doesn't have the gun anymore. She loses the gun and then picks up the parabolic mic again. 
and doesn't do anything with it. No. She just has it in her hands. Oh, that was frustrating. Meanwhile, oh uh, Bobby finds Kowalski out there on the road, and that's all the help he needs, so he picks up Kowalski and drives yeah, back will to be the fine. house. Yep. This will be good. This will be really important. So she, so now Carol trades the baby with a baby doll in a blanket and leaves the baby inside the house, which, you know, of course the magic fucking king of the forest isn't going to figure this shit out. Nope. Um, she's wandering around kind of like Ellen Ripley. She's got a baby on one shoulder and a big gun in the other hand. <laughs> and... Uh, and the second that we're like, all right, look at this crazy ruse that she's got. He walks out of the building with the baby. Yeah. He's like, oh, this? Yeah, this is the thing I'm going to sacrifice. It's like, okay, fine. Oops, Fuck. Okay. Great. So she says, put the baby down, which doesn't work, as it turns out. And he brings the baby over to the glowing blue tree. She shoots him, even though he's carrying a baby, but she's a very good shot. She is a good shot. Where the hell did this tree come from? It's this is the glowing tree that the lady hit with a stick because she didn't like it because it's evil and this is the like king of the either. forest tree that you need <laughs> to sacrifice a baby to. Everybody knows that. Uh, he's about to pokerate this lady with a knife because he's annoyed at being shot. So there is at least that. He puts the baby down and Kowalski shows up. And by shows up, I mean Kowalski is shot in a void, yeah. like where he wasn't on set at the same time as she was. Obviously not. And he literally, <laughs> again, speaking of balls, we get a fucking Star Wars He's Obi-Wan. parody. He literally Obi-Wan's here, and he says, use the pole, Carol. Cause, Pierce him. Because during the dance sequence, they kept showing this spiky pole that they were dancing around, and... Uh, I guess that's the secret to kill astral projection is spiky poles. I guess those were the souls of people telling them <gasps> oh, what they needed. Shit. You figured it out. I don't know. I don't know, man. Don't don't accuse me of being on the same fucking wavelength as this movie. You dug so deep into Appointment <laughs> with Fear and solved the mystery. Yes, the greatest movie of those all time. Those were the prior soul uh, victims' souls that were dancing around the pole, and the poles imbibed with soul power soul power <laughs> yep they gave their souls the they Im, they imbued it with their power with the dance that's what happened yep they were there to dance the power into that pole. that's what charges the pole without that uh-huh. dance they would have had nothing exactly uh so carol does take that pole and she does pierce him and he fucking explodes. <laughs> Into yard clippings. <laughs> he turned out to be a bag full of yard. His soul was a bag full of yard trimmings. <laughs> Just dry leaves explode everywhere. And everyone's like, F? okay, there you go. It's our killer. He's killed. Uh, yeah. And then and Heather, so, and then Heather comes out, and she's like, "Oh, hey, I'm still in this movie, I guess." Uh, oh yeah, now I'll take care of the baby yep. again. She picks it up, and she says, "Isn't he beautiful?" And the eyes glow green, and he's now the king of the forest. Cut to credits. dun dun dun. <laughs> I guess it didn't work, or it worked too well, or the baby was the real king of the forest, or who fucking you cares? Fucking no. Why is a baby's eyes glowing at the end? Why not? Because that's a way to end a movie. Either if you have a shitty movie and you don't know how to end it, either the person who you thought was dead opens their eyes, or somebody gets glowing red eyes for no reason. Yep. And then Vincent Price laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> Perfect. End your movie there. There it is. Wow. That is 
That is an appointment with fear. That's the appointment with fear. Hey, we did it, man. Whew. Hour and a half. We got through the appointment. That was an hour and a half long movie. It took me an hour and a half to talk about it. So, wow. That was a lot of fucking notes I took on that I love stupid it. piece of shit. I, I bought this tape in a fire sale probably a year ago, two years ago maybe. And it's just been sitting on my shelf ever until I put it in a couple of months ago. And I was like, whoa, I was not expecting this. Everyone needs to see I this I was movie. not expecting how weird this movie could be and as i said like it doesn't it doesn't get boring it gets stupid even though even the scenes with the girls walking around the house looking at things like yeah it doesn't feel like it drags ever it is yeah but it's 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 so broken but it is super enjoyable i yes. find it endlessly enjoyable to watch it is uh, i mean again it is one of the weirdest one of the most herky-jerky I, I like I've never seen anything like it. I've literally never seen anything like it. This is this feels like when I watched The Room for the first time. This I feels like when I saw <laughs> Troll 2 for the first time. This feels like any of those classic like Plan 9 yeah. where you're just like this is honestly earnestly bad as opposed to like you know you get a bunch of movies where people are like ah we're making a bad movie this sounds like something that you'd see in a bad b movie yep or something like that this is somebody trying to make their vision and they are just incompetent <laughs> and it's awesome or insane or <laughs> i would absolutely not rule out the fact that i would not rule out someone being totally off their rocker making this movie yep you could easily be somebody who devolved into like sit like took all of the money that you were given to buy film stock and spent it on heroin like if that was the case and then you were like i, I can totally direct under the influence then you do all the shit then you then you then when you sober up you start cutting your movie oh together no. and you're like, what the hell what did, did i, I do, do? <laughs> exactly <laughs> i know what's going to make this better 400 tons of cocaine <laughs> and it's just it's it definitely does have that feeling like that kind of the way that like people who do a ton of coke like like in in all seriousness it does have that feeling like and also like shit like Ritalin or any of those kind of stimulant yep. drugs where you're like I've got this great plan and then you're like I I know I I can invent this thing and then you you put down a plan and you write down this whole thing and you're like next day you look at it and you go I think I might have a problem that'll never work. This, <laughs> that's not good. That's not how planes work. Yeah. Why? Why did I think I could build a plane? <laughs> um. And why? Why the did hell I? Hell, did I write a character that lives in the back of her pickup truck? <laughs> why did I think I could direct a movie? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's it. It feels like somebody who's like, I've seen someone direct a movie. I think I could do it. It would be like if I tried to make a full length movie and got a budget. If I anybody wants it. to uh, fund that for us. Absolutely. I could make a movie this bad. Yeah. I absolutely could. I could <laughs> honestly fuck up this is bad. That, is that your sales pitch? My, pi my Somebody pitch Somebody give us a lot of money because we could totally make a movie this shitty. Absolutely. I could make The Room by accident. Yeah. I absolutely could. Uh, I would spend $6 million on green screens just because. Just because I had $6 million to spend. So give me that money and I will make the worst movie you've ever seen. It's like I always say, man, anybody can make a good movie. It takes special talent to make a bad movie that's good. That is, oh, that is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. Like, movies like Commando, <laughs> <laughs> they don't come around very often. No. Like, that's a that's a tough thing to make. Yep. 
and uh, and this is this is a special thing because this is different because like some of those sorts of bad movies that are good like you're like the average bad horror movie that you can watch over and over again mm-hmm. a Friday the 13th that's just like not a good movie but it's fun to watch yeah sure those are made by competent people who are under time crunches and like yep. massive budgetary constraints and you know they're trying to do they're not trying to do their vision they're like they're journeymen they're like people who work for a living making movies and they don't think they're making art but they're trying to do the best they can with what they've got and if they'd been given more they could have done more this is something where someone did not know what they were doing especially in the writing department and like but you know what man bless their heart absolutely for, for a for effort <laughs> an a for effort and you gave us this and and seriously there even when this is like your worst case scenario and i feel like i i want to reiterate this for all the other movies that we've like said mean things about it's like it's amazing it's amazing that you did it yeah it's amazing that anyone the ability more than us We're the just ability talking about to the damn finish thing. a movie is mind-blowing the fact that someone can piece together a full feature-length film still blows my mind anyone yep. no matter how no matter what it turns out like yeah. it still blows my mind because it is so hard yep. having done this kind of work in the past it's like I can't do it. I know I can't. Like, I've tried. Well, not with that attitude. <laughs> I mean, I've tried to do this work, and it just bores me to death. Yeah, I, I do like, not like editing. Editing makes me want to pull my eyes out of my head. See, I actually like editing. I don't like being on the set itself. See, I like that. You know what? What maybe, the hell, dude? Wait, maybe we're the perfect team to yeah! make a film. Luckily, we just wrote one today. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, let's do this. Okie dokes. Don't worry. We've written the best movie of all time. So In our uh, head meets. Yeah, yeah. We haven't actually written it, but... Uh, but we came up with the idea today. We, we pitched a concept that is pure gold. To ourselves. So uh, we're not going <laughs> to tell you because this because Jim Wynorski is going to steal it if he yeah. listens to the podcast. Jim, if you're listening, you can't have it. These are our boobs. Although, <laughs> if you want to direct it, we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, yes. So that's it. This is, this is the podcast where we have... Exposed the greatest bad movie. I I seriously think this we, is. I tell your friends about this movie. Try and get seriously. the word about because I want that fufu Blu-ray. And yeah, if this movie gets talked do. about and talked about, it's got to be more in the in the conscious of the people that are in charge of putting out those fufu Blu-rays. I agree. I know at least one of the people who puts out these fufu Blu-rays, and I'm going to send them an email about this today yeah. because I'm really like. You After could, watching, you this, should schedule an appointment with him. Oh, you see what I did there? I can't because I have too much fear. Oh, ah, uh, yes. Yeah, see, I see what you all did there. All buttoned up. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's it. I have to go to the bathroom. I'm leaving. Uh, Even anyway. up since five a.m. Anyway. And we have a big move tomorrow. We do have a big move tomorrow. Got to move all sorts of stuff for Coast City Comics. We're not moving the store. Don't worry. Store staying where it is. We just have to move our web store and all of our like all of our back stock and all this shit needs to go to a new space. And it's gonna take a lot of time. Uh, and so we're doing that tomorrow morning. Yeah. Matt's gonna be up bright and early with me. I've got muscle. Thank God, I've got elderly energy. <laughs> I've got experience. Elder- Eldergy. Exactly. 
I'm I'm gonna take my Centrum Silver and, uh, <laughs> and drink your insure. Drink my insure. Uh, I'm gonna put on an extra adult diaper and we'll be ready to go. <laughs> uh, but anyway, on that front, please go to CoastCityComics.com. Please buy stuff from us. Uh, it helps us make these stupid podcasts. The that- website's not moving anywhere. Yes, exactly. It you know you if you listen to this thing, I certainly appreciate it. If you yeah. make it this far. You clearly, you clearly <laughs> care about something what we're doing. What are you still doing here? What are you still doing here? <laughs> Get over. Go it. out and make a movie. Yeah, seriously. Fucking appointment with Fear Boys did it. NPR is on. There's a there's a really good uh, there's a really good fresh air with LL Cool J and uh, Reverend <laughs> and very this gross. week. <laughs> <laughs> very gross. <laughs> oh God, Mad Magazine you, over here. You think people called her that in school growing Absolutely. up? Absolutely. Poor Terry Gross. Poor Terry Gross. I She's love her. the best. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but do listen to the LL Cool J Reverend run uh, <laughs> fresh air this week. It's great. Uh, and uh, what else? Yeah, just uh, follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast and uh, at Coast City Comics. I am Matt Awkward VHS Fiend. And check out the Video Vagrants group on Facebook and hang out with us on Friday nights on the Video Vagrants YouTube channel. Every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, we uh, have a movie watch party there. Yes, and this week uh, we're watching The Granny this Friday at nice. 9 p.m. on the Video Vagrants YouTube channel. And also Coast City Comics Main on YouTube. Nobody watches these videos. Everybody like we've yeah. got Oh, a if you thousand, guys didn't know that we're on YouTube and a you can, thousand to one listeners on You can see <laughs> our faces. <laughs> like 15 people who are <laughs> getting it through the through the YouTube. So, I mean, maybe you don't want to see our faces. I don't blame you. I don't blame you either. Um it's only since watching these videos have I noticed that I've got thinning hair, so that's fun. Uh, but <laughs> thanks, aren't you glad video. You, aren't you glad you bought these cameras? Yeah, so <laughs> delightful. I'm so glad to see that. <laughs> Getting old is awesome. It rules. Uh, anyway. Um, Shit, I gotta go back to work. Yeah, you do. Go get him, Mr. Boss. <laughs> yeah. All right. There. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Good night, everybody. Uh, we will see you next week. Yeah. Good night. Peace.